now, breaking news from the XJ Talk Show News Desk. This week, no intro. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. Welcome to the XJ Talk Show, a podcast about Jeep Cherokees, off-road adventures, and interviews with the movers and shakers in the off-road world. Now, here are your hosts, Tony and Yash. <laughs> I still think that sounds kind of Yiddish. <laughs> oh man, I'm Yash. <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> hey, this is uh, Tony and Josh, uh, also known as uh, Motoroy and uh, Northwest 99XJ. Uh, you'll, you'll know him on the xjtalk.com site as NW99XJ. And we're here to talk about uh, Jeep Cherokees. We're having a, uh, and now I know you guys listening to the podcast won't no, won't make a rat's ass difference to you, but we're actually recording this on Saturday night for the folks that normally tune in to our live show on Ustream, which is ustream.tv slash channel slash xjtalk. And uh, we're uh, coming to you live and in color uh, 10 p.m. Saturday night instead. And uh, that's the reason for that is I have a graduation to attend uh, tomorrow, I know I look too old to be graduating, and that's why it's actually for my daughter. Well, once again, Tony, congratulations to your daughter. I know we've we've touched about this on our other podcast, the Tony and Josh Show, but I just wanted to go ahead and say uh, big congratulations to to you for uh, putting one more one more kid all the way through high school. That's right, forcing them through, much that's like right. much much like a banana in a tailpipe. Uh, it uh, although this is a, a much better situation, she's actually going to be graduating with honors. Hey, that's fantastic. Um, good good for you for, for providing the kind of household environment uh, to make that happen, and, and good for her for sticking through it. Well, I can't prove a thing, but uh, proves this. Uh, but I believe it was because of the Jeep atmosphere. I would like to think so. I think that that's a, a very wholesome and healthy environment for, for children to be uh, raised in. Yeah. Well, oh, uh, little uh, little announcement. I, uh, I don't know if you saw it on the post on uh, xjtalk.com or not, but... Uh, uh, looking at uh, trying to fix a bit of a wheel hop issue on the 99, and uh, we had uh, we actually took my oldest daughter uh, to a Discount Tire a couple of weekends ago and let her go through the process of seeing how you go and talk to the folks and and tell them about uh, tire rotating and balance type stuff. And um, I told her I said, now once we we get this done, if we're riding back and we have to go down I-10 a bit. Uh, if we're riding back and we hear that uh, that wheel hop, um, new Timken bearings uh, maybe a year ago, uh, and uh, rotated in balance. So uh, if it's the if the the tire itself was getting a bit out of round, since they were rotated and put to the back, we shouldn't be seeing that situation uh, that wheel hop anymore. It's That's right. Still, it's still going on. It's not as bad as it was. You don't really feel it. You just hear it. And, uh, so I told her, I said, it's probably shocks. I, I, I think that these are probably the original shocks that came on this Jeep. And if they're not originals, they were replaced with originals. And even though it's a 30 inch, uh, BFG, uh, that's on there, it's still larger than the 27 or so inches that the stock one is. That's right. So, uh, went ahead and pulled the trigger uh, while I was doing some research on a question for a, uh, a fellow XJ talk member about, uh, three inch lifts because he i think he was asking uh rubicon express or rough country and uh um, i think he was hmm now come to think of it i think he was looking at rusty's and rusty's oh. had one for like uh 479 with uh like 300 shipping because <laughs> and and what what inch range are we talking about here three inch Is, three inch okay yeah he was talking about three inch and that's what i was thinking about for for the 99 i did not want to go um four and a half on this one even though i have some four and a half inch coils uh, mm-hmm. i have lots of stuff uh that i could use well actually just the coils and the lower fixed lower control arms uh but interestingly interestingly enough on rough country's kit that they sell with the adelifs and lower control arms yes the lower control arms are the same ones they sell for the four and a half inch lift so that's the, uh, now are these the adjustable ones or are these the fixed? No, these are the fixed. Oh, okay. Okay. So now, you, ahead. you on your, on your 98, you had an add leaf first and then you went to a full leaf pack. Is that right? Correct. So those old leaf packs are the, the old leaf springs and the add leaf. Do you still have those laying around? Yes. So theoretically you probably could have P 
piece together a kit minus control arms maybe no i got i have the control arms as well oh, oh okay the only okay. thing the only thing i don't have is um the little bracket that used to used to provide for the track bar Oh yeah, the the drop the little track bar relocation bracket. Yeah, right. although you can get those uh, just about anywhere for about twenty bucks online, I think. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but anyway, that I just didn't want to go the route of a four and a half inch lift on the ninety nine because I know of the 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 I guess you could say the downward slide that you you go in when you start the modification process. And, yeah, um, I mean, talking, you know, we've got to shim the rear end and or transfer case drop, uh, maybe some dr other driveline issues. Uh, I mean, there's a whole slew of things that this, when you start getting above that two or three inch range, a lot of other things you got to take into consideration. Yeah. And uh, this is just going to be a, uh, a nicety. Uh, well, getting back to my point, I was looking at having to buy uh, shocks, probably just front shocks. So, uh, and you can probably get shocks for 30 or 40 bucks, uh, each, I guess I haven't priced them, but well, for open replacements, yeah, you're probably looking at 20 to $30, uh, for something halfway decent. Yeah. So let's say they were $20 a piece that that would be 80 bucks. So I can spend 80 bucks buying shocks that probably will be, will take care of the job for a couple of years before I need to buy some more because of the size of the tires that I'm using. Right. Or I can go ahead and get some some beefy shocks and spend significantly more. Just put them on the front and spend significantly more. Uh, probably closer to sixty, sixty, seventy bucks a yeah. piece. A set of Bilsteins will run you about eighty bucks a piece. You know the uh, the fifty one hundred series or you know whatever they are. Okay, uh, I really hadn't priced anything other than uh, the RC shocks. But uh, so uh, I, I got to thinking about it and said, well, you know, coils, uh, full leaf leaf pack. And uh, shocks from from rough country with the endpoint to whatever it is shocks, right. uh, which are very very nice. I mean the ones we have on the TJ really nice. A lot of good reviews on those shocks. Five hundred and nine dollars. Oh yeah, no, you're you're pretty much right there. So that's a that's a logical progression. I mean, uh, and it's gonna it's gonna do wonders for the appearance of the Jeep. I'm yes. sure. Now this is this is the the ninety eight that's pretty much exclusively daughter driven, right? The ninety nine, yes. The ninety nine, sorry, yeah. Yep, it's uh, uh, being driven by uh, both my daughters now, and uh, they're both excited about the lift. But uh, so I'm really buying the buying the lift kit for the shocks, uh, mm -hmm. but but also to it, it will be nice to have the the additional ground clearance, the aggressiveness of it, and uh, uh, the kit says uh, good for thirty one inch tires. It's got thirty, so I don't think it'll look out of uh, you know, it won't look funny. And what, uh, you, the uh, how much tread life is left on those thirties, give or take? Oh, they're they're maybe a year old. Oh, okay, so plenty of life left. Yeah, in they're, they're BFG ATs. So, oh yeah, those things last forever. Yeah. So uh, anyway, pretty excited about that, and it should be a fairly uh, easy install. Uh, yeah, I, I do need to get some penetrating oil on the upper shock mount bolts. Yeah. But I do have an air hammer just in case. <laughs> Well, you know how it goes. You, you've you've uh, turned a wrench on on Jeeps uh, enough times where you, you pretty much know what you're getting into and and can pretty much take care of any contingency that you're going to run into with this sort of thing. And that's an easy kit to install. I've already told them that uh, I said. Uh, so, are you guys excited about the three inch lift up getting for your uh, ninety nine? Oh yeah, yeah, great because you're going to be out there helping me with it. <laughs> I want them to understand how it how it goes together. Have you been off road? Have they been off roading with you? Uh, yes. They enjoy it, I, I take it, yeah? Yeah, they did. Uh, Cassie, actually, my oldest, uh, actually uh, was the first one, and it was kind of an impromptu thing because we were uh, headed over someplace uh, over towards, um, I can't remember, uh, I think we were going over to the movies or something and, and either going over there or coming back. It was just me and her. For I, It could have been uh, Mandy and my wife were off doing something else or something, I don't know. But anyway, uh, I saw where they were, uh, there was an off-road uh there's there's several places here in Katy where people just go. It's not okay. necessarily a park or any kind of a trail, anything other than maybe a a dirt embankment and a, and a makeshift trail where people go on motorcycles and four wheelers and you know from around the neighborhood. All right. So it looked like somebody had put up a, a like a three foot high embankment of dirt to try to keep people out of there. So <laughs> I went up and over that in my my freshly lifted 
uh, four and a half inch lift, no, you know, no winch, anything like that. And she said what really freaked her out was, is that when we were going up and over that, because I kind of ran up on it and it, it, I wanted to crawl up and over and it was, uh, it was too high. So I had to give it some, give it some, uh, some juice. And she, huh. she freaked out because it, she remembers looking down at me way down as she put it because her side was up around three feet. Mine was only up about a foot. So it was kind of freaking her out because we were really tilted. But anyway, she really enjoyed it. Oh, and, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you get the family involved and, and they really, uh, they really get into it and, and have some fun with it. Uh, that's just, it's a great bonding experience. And, and if, folks, if you're out there listening and, and you haven't had a chance to get your rig out on the trails with the family, man, I highly encourage it. I, it, it is just, it's a whole nother level of family experience and fun and, and wheeling. Uh, when you, when you get the, everybody in there and you're out on the trail and you're enjoying nature and, 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 and just enjoying the great outdoors with the Jeep out on the trail, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, the, uh, the really cool thing is if you can get your significant other, your wife or, uh, your spouse or whatever out there, mine will not go. She's already made it very clear. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. It's, uh, she, she says I scare her enough on the, uh, the pavement. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I can, I can relate to that. I, I'm, I'm an offensive driver uh, the, you, you've heard of defensive driving and stuff like that. I'm, I'm very much a defensive driver as well, but, uh, you know what they say, the best defense is a good offense, uh, or something along those lines. So <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, a, I, I'm a fairly aggressive driver. I, I'm not crazy by any stretch of the imagination, but, um, I'm certainly not driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, no. I can be, I can be very aggressive. Uh, but, uh, I, uh, I do not by choice, especially, uh, since I've had a family and understand that even when people are outrageous idiots on the road, uh, they, uh, in, in some cases have families with them, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe a female that's driving, which really surprised me about the aggressive nature of females that I'm seeing out there. And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, if, if I'm not, if I'm not experiencing any bodily harm, I figure, okay, you know, go on. I mean, you're not winning. You're not winning anything. I'm not, I'm not losing anything. So go on about your business. Um, but, uh, yeah, if it gets, if it gets, uh, if it gets bad, yeah, I'll, I'll jump in there. I'll, I'll definitely jump in there with both feet. Yeah, no, I've toned down my, uh, I guess you'll call it road rage or, or the amount of aggressive, overly aggressive driving that I do, uh, since I'm, I've gotten older and I've gotten that out of my system in my teens and, and early twenties and stuff. So yeah, I, I you'd say I've, I guess I've calmed down a little bit when it comes to that sort of thing. Well, I try to be like the gentle giant, you know, you just, you mosey along, you know, I, I got my eye on you. You don't, you shouldn't be doing that. And as long as it doesn't go over the line, you're okay. You yeah. Know? And then it seems about right. So, uh, and that's the way I try to try to do it because like I say, you don't, you don't know who's going to be involved in that. You can get some collateral damage, uh, in, in, in playing around as I would put it with people, uh, racing up or, uh, edging over, over the line type thing, uh, to, uh, freak somebody out or make them stop or make them swerve. And they, you don't know what their capabilities are. Yours, it may make perfectly sense, sensible to you that, you know, you'll swerve or stop and that will be the end of it. They may freak out <laughs> and wind up hitting somebody and, you know, you can go on it's, it. You weren't involved in an accident or anything. You can go on and, and, you know, legally it really wasn't your fault. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you have to, you know, uh, read about it in the news, the car fire and explosion and everything else. Like, oh, gee, I don't know. And of course, uh, erase completely the memory card in the dash cam. Yes. But, uh, you know. <laughs> or do everything that's alongside or behind where the, the camera's not recording. Well, speaking of playing around, Tony had a great day out at the, uh, Portland four wheel parts today. Uh, it was the, uh, the mid spring show and shine. It was a, an awesome event. The weather was fantastic. I showed up about, uh, about eight o'clock, started getting set up and, uh, and people started just showing up one after the other. It was a pretty slow morning for the most part. And, uh, about mid afternoon, boy, everybody just came in droves and, uh, and Brian Bub out, uh, off road really outdid themselves. They were on the grill all freaking day long, cooking breakfast for everybody. And then again, during lunchtime, uh, hooking everybody up with burgers and whatnot, uh, drinks, the whole nine yards. Uh, it was, it was an awesome event. The, the guys at four wheel parts, well, I feel sorry for them because they had their hands full all day long. The store was packed. I mean, nonstop foot traffic all day long. 
And um, and this one went off without a hitch. The the last show and shine that we did there uh, was back in February. And Northwest weather aside, yeah, sure, it was gloomy and, and a little bit rainy and a little bit cold and all that. You know, typical for for the Northwest. But a little bit of uh, sky falling doesn't uh, doesn't stop us. You know, we'll we'll still get out there and do our thing. Well, what ended up happening was um, because of the amount of people that showed up and there was a substantially large turnout for that show and shine in February. Uh, everybody was spread a little bit thin. I had my hands full with all the announcements and the DJing and stuff like that, that I was doing. Um, you know, everybody else was enjoying, you know, the, the company, um, checking out the rigs and the vehicles that were there. Yeah, the store was obviously had a lot of foot traffic. They had a lot going on. They were fairly well staffed, but understaffed for the amount of foot traffic and customer flow that they had. And what ended up happening was somebody ended up walking out with one of the display winches. Oh, uh, man. They thought that it could have been this rather tweaker-esque, crackhead-looking individual that came in with a stroller and no child. <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of raises some red flags unto itself. You know, first, okay, you know, you came into an off-road, four-wheel drive parts store with a stroller and no child, you're you're certainly out of place. What's going on? Well, of course, you've got an entire counter full of customers and a line behind them. Um, you know, not a whole lot of never mind was paid to this person, and it very well could have been that person which basically picked up a brand spanking new worn Xeon winch, threw it in the stroller, and strottled out the door. Um, now they didn't get the controller, the solenoid box, winch line, anything like that. It was just basically the motor housing, the, the hub and, and whatnot. So, you know, they, they didn't, they, it wasn't a massive loss. I mean, it was still a, you know, thousand dollar loss out of their, out of their bottom line for that day and for the year for that matter. So, uh, well, they've they, got, they've got security cameras and stuff. I mean, it's not a guarantee they're going to get anything back, but I bet you this guy, uh, him and his baby stroller do some time. They uh they didn't have security cameras. This is a, this is an old store. It's in a bad part of town. This is probably the black sheep as far as four wheel parts what? stores go. Oh my it god! Is, it doesn't cost anything. It I certainly know. doesn't cost a thousand dollars. I've even offered my expertise. I used to do residential and commercial alarm installation for a number of years. I told them I will be happy to donate my time. To install even one of those two hundred dollar, you know, security camera kits from Harbor Freight. It's, it comes with a DVR, even. Yeah. You know, I will hook you guys up. Let me help you. You know, but there's, there's, it's a corporate entity. They've got to go through a lot of rigmarole, a lot of red tape, approval processes, yada, yada, yada. I was like, well, this is, you know, fodder enough for you guys to get the authorization for this sort of thing. You're losing product. Uh, you know, what, what more of a reason do you need? And, and so. You know, the wheels turn rather slowly with this sort of thing, and especially you know, I, you know, I don't have a a low voltage certification or you know something like that. It's just a guy willing to help, and uh, and, and that's probably not enough as far as a corporate entity goes. But yeah, there's liabilities and stuff to be concerned about. Jumping back to my point, they were they were a little bit weary as far as you know how much can we give away. Or, or offer because we've already lost our ass this year as far as you know what we can give away for free at events like this. Um, but once they saw the amount of traffic that was really coming through the store, and they did a remarkable amount of numbers today as far as sales goes, they were more than willing to step up to the plate and and up the ante as it were as far as what we what they did to to help um, hype the show up a little bit and and make it a little bit more enjoyable. They were giving out $25 gift cards like they were candy. We were doing events, and I mean, uh, uh, games and, and contests and stuff all throughout the day. A lot of it was off-road related. You know, uh, we did a, an off-road scavenger hunt, so to speak. So all the contestants that were, that were willing to play lined up in front of my DJ booth, and I was calling out a list. Okay, you know, the first person to bring back a lug nut, you know, go. And it was, uh, you know, a list went down, you know, a spare light, um, a valve stem removal tool, a first aid kit, you know, things like that. You know, any prepared jeeper off-roader is going to have these kind of items in their rig at any given time. And, and so and it was people running up and down the street, you know, going to their rigs, racing back, you know, and it was the first person that came back, got the point. Then we had, you know, a, a dozen or so different items for them to get. And, uh, and at the end, you know, the person with the most points obviously wins. Well, four-wheel parts for any of these events or, you know, contests 
uh, were throwing on top of what we were giving away a $25 gift certificate. And we, they must have given away a couple dozen of those things throughout the day. At the end of the day, um, uh, unbeknownst to me until towards the end of the day, they had announced um, anybody that was coming through the store, if you want a chance to win a winch, we're going to give one at the end, give one away at the end of the day. And people were just dropping names uh, into a hat. And um, and about you know three o'clock, it was uh, they they the massive giveaway was about four o'clock. Shut things down shortly thereafter, around five o'clock. Um, so around uh, three o'clock, they come up to me and it was like. Uh, we're going to give away a winch today, and uh, we've been taking names all day. And if you would be so kind as to help us out with that, uh, be much appreciated. And they handed me this big, you know, one of those bingo ball mixer upper thingies, you know, and and it had a bunch of names in there. And so I got one of the little kids uh, involved and and made a big to do about it. And uh, somebody won a, an XRC8 winch, courtesy of Four Wheel Parts today. It was it was awesome. Um, a lot of good times. We did you know, water balloon toss and, and RTI ramp stuff and. And things like that. It was it was a, it was a lot of fun. It was a very good time. I'm looking forward to the next one. Well, I hope they associate your involvement with uh, the success there. Oh, uh, very much. In fact, uh, uh, Tom, the uh, the general manager there at the uh, Portland Four Wheel Parts Store, um, as I was you know leaving for the day, he he kind of took me aside and he's like, you know, hey, I just wanted to let you know you're doing a, an awesome job with these. We very much appreciate you being involved and in doing this sort sort of thing for us. Um, it, it's just great having you on board and, you know, shake my hand and give me a good solid thank you. And, and that, that kind of stuff is, is really, really, uh, helpful in making this sort of worthwhile. And a lot of, of my effort and time and energy goes into that sort of thing. And, and for some of you who are regular listeners, you probably notice my voice is, is a little bit lower than it probably normally is, uh, because I was, you know, projecting on the microphone all day long. And, uh, and, and so it's just, it's, it's really nice. And, you know, you can call it a warm, fuzzy feeling, um, which, which essentially it is. I like that kind of appreciation and it makes it all worthwhile. Now, Josh, you're in Portland, right? Um, I'm just outside of Portland. Uh, my hometown is, is called Gresham, uh, where I live and it's, uh, just about, uh, 15, 20 minutes outside of Portland. But yeah, you could, you could, I'm basically in Portland. Well, I, I apologize for never thinking about this before, but, uh, I'm sure we have listeners all over. Is there a, a way that people could uh, contact you if they needed uh, some DJ uh, activities in the uh, Portland uh, area? I mean, you might, might also say how far you'll go, uh, distance-wise. I'm talking about. I usually, um, I usually. Uh, it's reversed. Then, um, within about a hundred mile radius, I think would be about the extent that I would ever travel. Um, I have gone so far down south. Uh, uh, about a hundred miles out of out of my way to do to do certain events. I'm more than happy to talk to people about um, an events that uh, an event that they have going on and whether or not um, they need MC or or DJ services for that. And if that's something that that I can provide for them, um, I'll, folks, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you a special phone number if you would like to contact me. Um, you can um, reach me at either voiceofjosh.com. Uh, that's a personal website that I have set up for my voiceover type stuff. Or you can reach me um, through a voicemail service I have set up at 503-567-4022. That number is uh, is a number that you can get a hold of me through, uh, and I can go ahead and and set you up with with a quote. Or, you know, we can talk about uh, some special arrangements. If you have an event that you'd like my services through, I'd be more than happy to at least talk to you about it and uh, and see if there's something we can work out. And remember, folks, he ain't cheap, but he is easy. (laughs) <laughs> well, there's uh, there's probably a happy medium in there somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what a great that's a great slogan for you, Josh. I'm not cheap, but I am easy. <laughs> oh no, I, I am fairly easy to work with, and uh, obviously, four wheel parts is is um, uh, made me a regular uh, regular go to for for their services. So I'm sure that uh, you know I'm, I'm I can work something out with just about anybody. Well, uh, speaking of uh, working things out, man, I've had my hands full with um, with other events as well. Um, uh, some of you guys might know I'm uh, the president of the Northwest Chapter of NAXJA, the North American XJ Association, and we have a, a very large event coming up June 21st to the 23rd. It's the uh, 10th annual NAXJA Northwest Fest, and this brings together uh, pretty much all of our chapter, which is extends from Oregon to Washington, northern Idaho, Montana, uh, and even British British Columbia. We've got members from all over coming down to a place called Natchez, Washington, uh, for a full weekend of camping and off-roading, a big, huge raffle going on Saturday evening. Uh, Natchez is going to provide dinner. The Northwest Chapter is going to provide dinner for all of its, uh, all of its spectators and whatnot. Uh, I've had my hands full the last several months planning and putting this whole thing together. 
uh, with the help of uh, both um, uh, our new upcoming treasurer and, of course, my my vice president. And um, uh, it's it's a lot to go through. There's I've had my hands full with this, uh, uh, contacting hundreds of vendors, uh, asking for support and help. And it's a uh, it's a huge ordeal. It's going to be a very big deal because it is our tenth annual. This is a a, a milestone essentially. I, I don't so, I don't see how you have time for all this, Josh. With uh, the no, the four wheel parts, the fifty hour work weeks, yeah. uh, working with an asshole on uh, two two podcasts. <laughs> 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 no, I, there's there's not enough hours in the day, Tony. I tell you what, but uh, but you know, I, I make it happen. Uh, the girlfriend is is not exactly too thrilled with me on occasion, but uh, I try and make it up to her as often as I can. Uh, but you know, it's 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 all about balance, and and I'm trying to keep things in in check and in balance as much as I can. Uh, but you know, this is a lifestyle for me, uh, and I, I very much enjoy doing what I do, whether it be uh, working with uh, four wheel parts or the Oregon Department of Forestry or or tread lightly, or or you know you doing the podcast stuff. I mean, I, I I love this kind of thing. So it's it's um it's all part of my lifestyle. And and she she knew that uh, going into into our relationship that that you know the off road lifestyle is a big part of my life, and and it's become even more so the last couple few years. But uh, uh, you know this is this is uh, it's uh, I guess a life choice decision that uh that, that I've made to to make this as much of a part of my life as it is and. Well, I, th- I think it's going to pay dividends to you uh, personally and professionally. Well, it's it's very re- rewarding personally uh, being involved in the level that I am with the off-roading world, uh, and and I, I I get a kick out of it, Tony. Everything that I do, I enjoy doing. I don't do it because I feel like uh, like I have to, or that there's some sort of reciprocation that I'm going to be owed, or that is due to me, or to make up for something. No, I do it because I enjoy doing this. I enjoy the lifestyle. I enjoy off-roading and everything else that comes with it. So I'm very much glad to be a part of, uh, of all of this. Wow, 10th anniversary. That's a big deal. That's, uh, it's pretty cool that you're involved uh, in, in the, um, I guess, politics side of things at this time. Uh, you know, because you could have been uh, doing this on the 9th anniversary or the 11th. That's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, it uh, it's it's certainly a big responsibility. I, I hope that um that I that I do the event justice uh, in in making it as as big and memorable and as epic as I can uh, to celebrate this this big milestone. So, um, yeah, I'm be sure that I'm going to be doing some interviews while I'm out there. I'm going to be taking a lot of pictures, uh, as much video as I can because this is an area that I uh, that one that I've never been to before. Uh, and two that I that I'm not going to get a chance to go to very often. It's it's about a four hour drive for me just to get there, and that's not including wheeling or anything. So um, it's it's going to be out of the way, but it's going to be um, one heck of an experience, I'm sure. Hey, this is Tim from Jeep Tubes, and you're listening to the XJ Talk Show. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off road. XJTalk.com is where you go when you're not off-road. And now you can go to XJTalk.com when you're off-road too. Using your smartphone, install the Tap-A-Talk app, then search for XJTalk. Take XJTalk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJTalk fix. First week in G. Well, hey guys, a lot of cool stuff going on in the Jeep world. Um, some of it's Cherokee related. Well, some of it's Grand Cherokee related. So check it out. The brand spanking new Jeep Grand Cherokee SRT. Uh, this is a very cool looking street rig. Has what they what is installed as a launch button. Now, this is something that's typically found in supercars. I'm talking high-end exotics. And it's getting rave reviews from the guys who are, uh, who are reviewing this brand-new Grand Cherokee. Uh, it's, it's not advertised. It's not a big, huge selling point. It's certainly not talked about. And pictures are just getting released of this thing. And, of course, the reviews are coming in as far as what it can do and, uh, and what it does. So the not-so-obvious launch button is set up to throw all 470 base horsepower to the all-wheel drive platform of the Grand Cherokee and launch this 5,000-pound um, SUV off the line perfectly every single time. It's displayed uh, sort of as the, uh, the famous Christmas tree icon 
that you see on uh, on and drag strips all around the world. And it's apparently quite something to hold. Um, uh, you have to be on flat ground, I guess, for this thing to work, for one. Um, for two, once you press the button, within a half a second, you have to floor the accelerator. And what that does is it engages a secondary uh, rev limiter. And it brings the RPMs up to a specified, uh, specified range, and you release the brake. And it launches this SUV off the line. And apparently, this thing is rated, uh, allegedly, from 0 to 60 at 4.8 seconds. Well, a lot of the guys who are reviewing this thing saying that they've been able to achieve 0 to 60 miles per hour in as little as 4.2 seconds, and in sometimes even less in perfect conditions. So, I mean, that, that is... I mean, like almost Corvette supercar-ish. I mean, this is this is huge news as far as an SUV's uh, sports capabilities uh, off the line response. So that that's really cool. I don't know if I've ever if I'm ever going to get a chance to actually play with that sort of thing, but uh, but I would recommend if you guys want a thrill, uh, head to your local Jeep dealership and go for a test drive in the new SRT. Check out that SRT. Check out that launch button. Let us know how it works out. So also in Jeep news, um, uh, the next couple stories this is about the, uh, the Cherokee that we all love to hate, the brand new 2014 Jeep Cherokee, still unreleased at this point. Chrysler says the vehicles will be, they're swearing, with this will be for sale in showrooms in the year's third quarter. Uh, so, you know, we don't know what's going on with that exactly. They've been saying, well, it's coming up. It'll be soon. It'll be next month. Well, now they're saying it'll be next in the third quarter. So the automaker still has not been uh, more specific about the date, let alone the official price. They haven't announced what the actual sticker price is going to be on this thing. So what's going on is, is that there has been some engineering issues with especially focused around the, the all-new nine-speed transmission this thing's going to have. But in addition, there's been some other bugs they're trying to work out. They're having a hard time working all this stuff out. They can't get everything, all the, you know, all the bugs worked out in time for the subsequent launch dates they keep telling everybody so now they're going to say well we're just going to put it out until the third quarter and hopefully by then we'll have everything all figured out they want to make sure they're being extra careful that everything is absolutely right before the vehicle actually goes to market uh with that the jeep has actually been testing the cherokee so this last week our third and final story here is going to blow your mind (laughs) the jeep cherokee has traveled through the Rubicon. The, 20, right. the 2014 Jeep Cherokee. The 2014, the brand spanking new Cherokee, the one that still hasn't been released, that we don't know the price of, and that apparently nobody likes, has actually gone through the Rubicon. This week, Jeep ran the new Cherokee through the world-famous Rubicon Trail down in Southern California. They ran the entire thing without being towed, hooked to, or winched even once. Now, there are some pictures, and in the show notes on xjtalkshow.com, we're going to post up a link that you guys can check out some of these pictures yourselves. So it, it is something to behold because in a couple of these pictures, they have some serious three-wheel motion going on. Uh, it, I doubt it was very easy for this Cherokee to make it through. And I'm fairly certain it was relatively hard. And I'm sure that they had a very experienced driver, a professional driver, to make it through with this. Because I can imagine any one of us being able to just hop in this thing and drive through the Rubicon. Now, with that... I have heard some stories recently that some work has been done on the Rubicon Trail. So much so that just about anybody can drive through this thing in a stock rig. Obviously, if somebody can drive through the, through the world-famous Rubicon Trail in a brand-spanking new Cherokee, well, some work has been done to this thing. Because this is a, a re- world-renowned trail that is known for people going in one way. And it's, this is a one-way trail. You go in one way, head out the other. And oftentimes, you don't make it without a lot of carnage. And uh, a lot of vehicle preparation and spare parts and, and planning go to a trip to the Rubicon. I know I'm going through it myself um, before you can tackle such a trail. And now, apparently, you can drive, well, what people are saying is all but a fiat through this thing and uh, without too much issues. So I don't know. Uh, folks, if, if any of our listeners down in the Southern California area Please, if you know any news about this, give us our, our, our 24-7 voicemail line of call, 530-675-4102. I want to hear about what's going on with the Rubicon Trail. Um, if, if you know something about it, give us a call, shoot us an email, drop us a line, let us know what's up. Uh, because I want to know if, one, 
is the brand new Jeep Cherokee really that capable? Or two, has the Rubicon become that easy? I don't know what's going on. What do you think, Tony? Well, <clears throat> if they've paved the Rubicon, it's the I think it's one of the signs of the apocalypse, the impending <laughs> apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, the world is ending and it's all happening with the paving of the Rubicon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the next best thing will be uh, President Obama will be standing there collecting tolls. And as no, you're driving the Rubicon, then that would be the that would be the sign. Hi, this is Tanya Francine with the National Weather Service Skywarn program, reminding you to keep an eye to the sky and listen to the XJ Talk Show. The XJ Talk Show is now available on iTunes. Subscribe and leave a review. Also, be sure to give us a five star rating. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Good morning, Tony and Josh. Uh, I heard you talk about me uh, on the XJ Talk Show. Very nice to hear. Uh, yeah, for me it's Monday morning, just woke up and uh, have to do all my things to get to work. So it's hard uh, for me to uh, listen to all the show. It was very nice to hear about me in uh, your show. Uh, yeah, goodbye. Hey, this is Mickey G. I just want to say uh, thanks to everybody for all the kind, kind word they said. It, uh, it really feels good to be appreciated. Uh, I just want to give a shout-out to my wife, Wendy G. Uh, woman, you better give me back my dang chainsaw. I'm going to cut that tree down with your good sewing scissors. All right, guys, I'll catch you later. Bye. Hey, guys, this is Wendy G, Nikki G's wife. I heard him in the other room whining to you guys about his chainsaw. You need to tell him that he is not getting his chainsaw back until he starts picking up after himself. <laughs> hey, this is Nikki G. Honey, I'm tired of fighting and fussing with you. Uh, how about you just uh, make some biscuits and gravy and we'll just call the whole thing even. Hi, right, guys. I'll chat you later. Bye. <laughs> oh, too funny. Too funny. <laughs> a little, a little uh, curtain pulled back behind the, uh, a little behind the scenes look at the uh, life of Nikki G. Or, or, buddy, I hope you're not sleeping on the couch tonight. Some may say it's the skirt was pulled back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Wendy G. I think you got your hands full, honey. <laughs> I was going to say, she sounds like an individual that doesn't put up with much. And then I thought about, wait a minute, she's, she's with Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> A whole lot. <laughs> it's gonna be twenty four by seven putting up with stuff, much like my wife has to do. <laughs> hey, going back to our uh, our first voicemail there, Chuck from Holland, all the way from uh, well, geez, that's on the other side of the world from us, Tony. Uh, that that's awesome. Thank you for calling in and and just sharing. I uh, hope your work week started out fairly well with uh, with that. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for taking the time to call in and and say hi. And uh, and of course. Uh, we love talking about our members on, uh, well, outside of the United States and across the pond, as it were. So uh, feel free to call in and share any time. If you got something you want to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. And folks, you can do the same thing. Just call our 24-7 voicemail line of call. That number again, 530-675-4102. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and I forgot to mention that uh, Cherok, uh, Ed, uh, uh, is actually in the uh, chat room. He's uh, watching our show live tonight. Oh, very cool. Well, hey, hi, buddy. Uh, uh, all the way from Holland. Uh, glad to hear from you. Thanks again for participating. Yep. Had a nice, uh, nice long uh, Facebook conversation with, uh, with Ed the other day, and we were uh, uh, sharing uh, uh, gun pictures with one another. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> also, too, Bree and Bub Off-Road just, uh, just joined. <clears throat> very cool. So that was uh, that conversation with Cherok kind of started, uh, hey, I'll show you yours if you show me mine. Or he, wait, how's that go? He started, and uh, <laughs> I I felt that it would be rude for me not to show mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, guys, uh, we have a lot of fun here, and really appreciate uh, everybody's involvement. Uh, appreciate the uh, the voicemails, and uh, you know we we not we don't have it tonight, but we also have a live call in line uh, that we've uh, been using week after week. 
and uh, we'd like for to like to hear you, hear from you uh, from wherever you are in the world and uh, what's going on with your Jeep and what you think about the show, just uh, the whole gambit. So uh, we just need to uh, well, we just need to get you more involved. Uh, I know Josh and I talk a lot, but we really do like hearing from you guys. Yep, definitely adds a uh, another aspect of the show, a whole other dimension and uh, dynamic part of the show that that really well. We, you, you don't hear that too much in other podcasts. Uh, sure, you you might hear some people um, taking a call here and there or voicemail or stuff, but like I've said from the beginning, folks, we, we have a third seat here open, and and anybody can plop their happy butt down in that seat and, and uh, join in on the fun. And you do that by uh, you know participating in our in our Amazon uh, segment that we do, uh, you know just by clicking on that link on our homepage there and uh, and doing your online purchasing through Amazon as you normally would. And uh, by calling in and leaving voicemails, by participating in the in the posts and the threads on xjtalk.com, uh, and just just by the overall involvement. And of course, we love hearing from you guys and actually being able to to put a voice to a name, so to speak, and uh, and get you guys in on the show. And that's what that's really is was lo- is a lot of fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. I like interacting with folks, and of course, it's one of the reasons why we have xjtalk.com. The uh the forum, the Jeep Cherokee forum, where people can come in and uh, share their stories, uh, their pictures with, uh, well, just all kinds of things in life. Uh, John, a, a, a pre-runner 1982 that's currently in our chat room, shared us uh, some pictures of uh, some very nasty cloud formations in Oklahoma. Uh, John, oh John's in that area where they've been uh, getting the, the severe weather uh, recently. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily Jeep-related. It was weather-related, and we had it up on xjtalk.com. It's, uh, it's more than just about Jeeps over there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I mean, all over the world, uh, just one vehicle, this Jeep Cherokee bringing everybody together. Uh, and Jeeping in general, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's certainly something that I would consider a brotherhood. And obviously, it, uh, it's bigger than, than borders and culture xjtalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off-road. You already know about XJ Talk on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+. But did you know we're on YouTube as well? We have often on-road adventures, how-tos for fixing or augmenting your Jeep. Besides, man cannot live by sound alone, right? Come see what we got at youtube.com slash user slash xjtalk. Don't forget to subscribe and make comments on our videos. Hi, this is Eric from BNSF Recovery Team, driver of the Extreme Off-Road Wrecker, and you're listening to the XJ Talk Show. Got a tip? We do. It's time for Jeep Tips. Well, this, uh, <clears throat> this episode we're going to be doing, uh, Josh and I are going to be doing the, uh, the Jeep Tips. Yep, it's going to be a live Jeep Tips this time around. Uh, folks, uh, oftentimes we, we uh, I guess we, I wouldn't say hire the help, but we encourage the help <laughs> of a couple of our listeners. Uh, Dan from uh, Brown Dog uh, Off-Road, uh, Brown Dog Motor Mounts, uh, he gets in on it. Uh, or Tim, I'm sorry. And, um, and of course, uh, our, our beloved Steve, 4.3 LXJ from XJTalk.com, who has been an absolute invaluable wealth of information, uh, has, has usually done the Jeep Tips for, well, for quite a while now. But Tony and I are going to, we're not necessarily going to steer away from that. We just figured, well, because we're doing this show on a different day for this episode only, we figured we'd kind of uh, step out of the box a little bit and tackle a, uh, a Jeep Tips Live. And, uh, and we talked before the show a little bit about something that we could talk about, a couple different directions that we can focus on. And one of the things that I thought might be a good idea, something that, that uh, I had some experience with today, specifically at the four-wheel parts show and shine, uh, was an RTI ramp. And then something uh, that we could talk about a little bit in detail as far as what an RTI ramp is, how it works, and, and some, of the, uh, some of the things associated with that. So, uh, Tony, have you had any experience with an RTI ramp before? Yeah, I was just going to say, I'll, I'll actually act the, the part of the person that doesn't know anything you know, for the audience since I don't know anything about RTI ramps. I've seen one in person once. I've, I've never uh, tried to drive up one. I, I think I understand what the, the idea behind an RT ramp, RTI ramp is. Uh, but I was, uh, well, in our, our, our pre-show discussion, I was learning some stuff uh, about uh, the, the quote-unquote cheating aspect of it. What, what exactly does an RTI ramp test? 
Well, uh, RTI stands for Ramp Travel Index, and uh, the purpose of an RTI ramp is to test articulation. And there's actually a way to, to measure this sort of thing. Um, so you, it's, um, you have a, ve- a vehicle that, that heads up the ramp, and they measure that, uh, that distance, the, the distance that a single tire travels up this ramp. And that's how an RTI ramp works, is you basically um, you put one tire on the ramp, and you drive up this ramp, until you one of two things happens either a tire lifts off the ground or you lose traction in either in your case that is as high as you can go up the ramp um a, a measurement is taken from the the bottom of the ramp up to the center line of the wheel and then um that is then divided by the wheelbase of the uh, of the vehicle and you get a score and then like for instance my score today was i think uh, 8 uh, 877 or, or something like that and um, which is a respectable score. I mean, I've got uh, with the steering upgrades that I've done and, and a disconnected sway bar up front and the suspension uh, modifications that I've done on my 99, um, it, it's a respectable number. Now, you, you get over over 1,000, uh, you know, that is a, a substantial score. Uh, scores up in the, uh, in the 900s and, and low 1,000s is a, an extremely flexy rig. That is a, a vehicle with a lot of articulation. And so by the amount that you can travel up this ramp and, um, and divided by the wheelbase, it sort of makes an even playing ground. So regardless of how long your rig is, um, you know, it sort of uh, makes an even playground when you start taking in the, uh, into consideration and the numbers of your wheelbase. So there's, there's a couple of different RTI ramps out there. Um, the most extreme uh, RTI ramps out there are 30 degrees. And this is an extremely steep, a very short ramp and this is used for some of the larger rigs. This is, you know, we're talking like tough trucks and 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 rock buggies and things like that. Um, but most ramps are around a twenty to twenty three uh, degree uh, angle, and uh, and they're, you know, I'm going to say maybe about ten to twelve feet long as far as you know how long that ramp is. And then the the top of the ramp usually is well right around six feet tall, give or take. So you you travel up this ramp. And, uh, and some numbers are, are measured and, and sometimes it's a contest, you know, who, who has the, you know, out of people in the show and usually you'll find an RTI ramp at a show or something like that. And it's, you know, who has the, uh, the highest score and sometimes it'll be a contest and the person with the highest score wins a prize. Um, but you know, it's, it's the, the bottom line is the measurement of a vehicle suspension and how much that suspension can flex. And this flexibility is going to be the determining factor oftentimes, well, whether or not you can get it over an obstacle on a trail. Um, traction and flexibility are the two major things, and of course, ground clearance, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything when you start talking about flexibility. And these are the factors that determine a vehicle's uh, ability off-road. Let, so, me, uh, let me ask you a quick question. Now, I could imagine that there's a, a way to to cheat at this being that you could hit the ramp at 50 miles an hour and, and make it up pretty good uh, pretty good ways uh is how do they govern or or do they govern the speed at which you go up the ramp no it, it all depends um because you get you got guys that you know have uh, very low you know four to one or deeper gear ratios in the transfer cases or have crawler doublers um you know stacked up transfer cases Obviously, you don't want to come flying at this thing at 35, 55 <laughs> miles an hour. Yeah, I, uh, I, was, I was being overzealous in my, uh, my mile per hour. But you see what I'm saying? Because you could get, get up the ramp quite a, quite a ways before you, you know, barreled through the store that it was in front of. Now, uh, oftentimes, I'm going to say 99% of the time, an RTI ramp is not just out in the blue somewhere for you to go crawling on. This is, this is a, a tool, essentially. This is something that somebody has built and that people monitor. Um, generally these are found at, at off-road shows and stuff like that. So you have people that are operating this, you have a spotter, somebody who's directing you. Cause once you start climbing on this RTI ramp, you, be, you, uh, you enter a, a, a very off camber situation very, very quickly that is exponentially increased. And so you, you are taking directions from a spotter as you are directed up the RTI ramp. And then you have somebody who's taking measurements, maybe somebody else that is taking pictures, maybe somebody else that is directing traffic around the RTI ramp. And so there, there's a team of people that are involved in the use of an RTI ramp and how, and, um, you know, how, it's, uh, how it's governed and, and, and how it's operated. Now, we talked briefly about, well, you can't 
or can you cheat an RTI ramp? Now, there's this is where we get into a little bit of a gray area. Now, numbers don't lie, but how you get those numbers can fluctuate a little bit. Now, some people say, well, airing down for more traction and engaging lockers, well, you're just cheating because essentially you could just drive up and over the RTI ramp until you flop over. Yeah, or, congratulations. Your, your hard work and investment has paid off. Yeah, you just laid your vehicle on its side. You know, I mean, it's, it's it, it, sure, you might end up with a, you know, 1500 RTI score if there is such a thing. You know, I, I, I don't think so. But at the same time, the utmost paramount rule when it comes to RTI ramp use is safety. RTI ramps, you're not going to have a bunch of people right on top of the thing. Um, spectators are kept a, a respectable distance away from the RTI ramp while still being able to enjoy the display because everybody loves who is an off-road enthusiast loves to see an extremely flexed out rig. And we're talking, you know, massive angles, tire way up, another, another tire just super stuffed up into the well. Um, you know, this is something very cool to see. And oftentimes, you know, the, um, a vehicle crawling up onto an obstacle like this is a lot of fun to watch as well. So safety comes in first and foremost, and that's where some of this stuff kind of gets into a gray area. Well, if you are uh, entering onto an RTI ramp with lockers and aired down tires, well, you could put yourself into an unsafe situation by driving up too far uh, beyond your, your, capa your capabilities of the suspension attraction. Well, at a certain point, one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to drive up and continue to drive up and over until you flop, well, at that point in time, you have lifted a tire up off the ground, and you should have stopped by that point in time. Um, so, uh, when you when you have lockers engaged, yes, technically you can go beyond the point. But if you have proper spotters and people who are monitoring the use of an RTI ramp, you aren't going to be uh, allowed to get that far. Uh, and a lot of people are saying, "Well, I go up an RTI ramp in the same way that I go over an obstacle on the trail." After all, this is what we're measuring is a vehicle's capability by putting a number on it as that, far as this ramp travel index my, goes. Yeah, that's my thoughts. I mean, it, it seems yeah. to me that be the whole point of it. That's why I was surprised to hear that some people would look at that as being cheating. Well, you you know, it wouldn't be cheating by disconnecting your sway bars. You know, that is going to give you more articulation because you are now disconnecting the axle from the body for the most part and allowing that that sway to now be transferred to the suspension versus to the body. So, you know, well, if disconnecting my sway bars is not cheating, then enacting my lockers shouldn't be cheating or airing down for more traction. You know, so as people are saying, well, you know, I have my lockers engaged. I'm aired down on the trail. This is how I wheel. This is how I will go over an obstacle. Why wouldn't I want to know this number related to my vehicle's capability um, in the same essence in, of how my vehicle is operated on the trail? So there, there is a little bit of a gray area here when it comes to proper etiquette on an RTI ramp. Um, as far as I'm concerned, and my, my advice to anybody who's listening uh, who's going to get in front of an RTI ramp is to follow the rules of the event and listen to the people who are instructing you to do what you're supposed to be doing there and listen to what they're saying and telling you to do. That's going to be the most important. You just said an interesting thing. Follow the rules of the event. Would that be an indication that it really just depends on the individuals that are, are running the event, what the RTI rules would be? It does, because there's, there's no um, set parameters as far as how an RTI ramp is, is constructed, other than it has to be you know 20 degrees, it could be 23 degrees, it could be 30 degrees. Now, all of these are going to um, give you different numbers. So there's there's no sort of national oversight committee or or international um, set of rules as far as you know RTI goes. Now the calculations are done the same regardless, measured from the bottom to the center of the wheel and then divided by the uh, the wheelbase. You know that's that's how these things go. So you know let's uh, for instance you know if a vehicle has a wheelbase of say you know 94 inches, it's a little bit less than a Cherokee. Cherokee has right about 100. Um, it travels up, uh, you know, 62 inches up this 20 degree ramp. The RTI would be calculated as 62 inches divided by 94 inches. Oh, and then you times this by 1000. Um, I forgot that was, that's the one thing that I, I keep forgetting about the calculation. So you take that number, the distance traveled divided by the wheelbase, and then you multiply that number by a thousand. The number would, you would get would be 659. So that is a respectable, 
um, RTI number. Uh, it's not super high, certainly not very low, uh, but you know this this obviously would allow you know when you're when you're talking about these numbers would allow a vehicle like a CJ5 to compete against like an F250. You know, regardless of the wheelbase, you're still going to have roughly about the same number if the vehicles are both capable or uh, both roughly the same have roughly have, have excuse me roughly have the same capability. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to do some RTI research. It just it just sounds kind of funky to me. I mean, I understand how people make up make up the rules however they want to make them up, but uh, it seems that it would be. I don't know. People like to tell other people what to do. I'm really surprised nobody sat down and made the official RTI rule book, you know, how you do it. And and I wanted to back you up a little bit. You talk about uh, RTIs aren't just sitting in a parking lot by themselves. Well, there was one in Houston that did that. I think it was over at the four wheel parts store. Uh, I drove by there and uh, I think it was, uh, must've been early in the morning. The parking lot was uh, completely empty with the exception of the RTI ramp that was chained to one of the <laughs> that was chained to one of the uh, the the poles over there. Now, I mean, that's that. I can see that they they're obviously protecting their investment by chaining this thing up. Um, you know, they they don't want somebody obviously walking away with this because I mean, it's it's something cool. It's a right? lot of metal too. Oh yeah, it's a lot of metal. Yeah, that, and that's um, you know a lot of people are going after that for scrap nowadays. But it, it's it's odd because somebody can get severely injured. Um, you can imagine, you know, the people down the street, maybe they're having a good time, uh, imbibing with some, uh, adult beverages <laughs> yes. and one thing leads to another. Hey, I know where an RTM for RTI ramp is. It's like a playground, you know, it's just out there. Anybody can use it. <laughs> and next thing you know, um, you know, Bubba and Joe are up on the RTI ramp and, uh, you know, good old Jerry boy is, uh, is down there watching and they go up too high and the vehicle flops. Now Jerry's crushed underneath the vehicle. Uh, you know, that's, it's, it, it's too easy to happen, but it was uh, a damn good time, man. It's a great story. It would be, it would be funeral. One story. <laughs> <laughs> so they, you know, that's, they, they certainly have a lot of trust in, in the, in the community around that area, um, with leaving that RTI ramp out there. So, I mean, it, you know, kudos, kudos for them for allowing people, uh, giving people the opportunity to, to, to get up and play on this thing, uh, outside of store hours and, and without supervision. This is Dan from the 4x4 Podcast, and you're listening to the XJ Talk Show. We welcome and look forward to your questions and comments. Dial 530-675-4102 and leave your message on our 24x7 voicemail. How would you like to be a guest on the XJ Talk Show? Do you have an interesting story about your Jeep? Maybe an off-road adventure? Perhaps you're a vendor and want to get the word out about your great products. Send us an email to interviews at xjtalk.com or call and leave a voice or text message at 530-675-4102. We look forward to hearing from you. Josh, I have to say that I'm, I'm glad we were able to do this show on Saturday night uh, because of the uh, graduation I have to attend uh, tomorrow. Uh, and also, too, I'm glad to say that we're at the end of the show because my wife made some, some very good broccoli cheese soup, which I've already had a couple of helpings of, but I've been sitting here thinking about going and getting a little bit more. Oh, I'm starving, Tony, and that's making my mouth water. I've uh, I, uh, After the four-wheel parts show, I, I came home and, and unloaded the gear and and got back here into the studio and, and started hooking things back up and, and fired things up to, to connect with you. I have not yet had dinner, buddy, and I am starving. Uh, I actually had to go drop my uh, my youngest daughter off. Uh, she's working at Starbucks now, and they had a meeting today uh, at a hotel nearby the store. So I had to go drop her off since my wife was really busy doing all these party preparations. Uh, and uh, it's over there by the mall, uh, and uh, uh, it's a little, uh, well, I'll say a little, it's actually a big mall here in Katy. And uh, they have a Fuddruckers. Uh, and I haven't been at Fuddruckers, for a, haven't eaten at Fuddruckers in a very long time. So I stopped by and got a, a third pound burger for me and my wife. And uh, all the fixin', fixins, fixins, fixins. You're killing me. You're and out uh, by here, the, you, this is what you'll really enjoy $20 for two burgers and fries. 
Oh boy, I hope I hope those were some good burgers, man. They were very good, and actually, I wasn't I wasn't hungry until close to nine o'clock. I had this around two o'clock today, so I went from like two to nine p.m. Uh, not being hungry at all. But but yeah, so uh, uh, there was some casserole. My wife made some tortilla chicken casserole. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of cheese on top. It's like a uh, Mexican lasagna, yeah, and and this broccoli cheese soup and chips and all kinds of crap. And do you know because of my nap? I got none of the chicken the, oh. of the chicken casserole. <laughs> oh, well, that's what you get for, for torturing me with all this, man. <laughs> Dying <up> here. <laughs> well, guys, really appreciate you sticking around uh, tonight on Saturday night uh, for our 10 p.m. show, and uh, we'll be on next week, uh, same uh, uh, same day, same Sunday uh, as usual. It was just all different for this week. Yep, same bat time, same bat channel. So hope to see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, and I'll say real quick, even after the the music stops here, that uh, don't forget about our new uh, podcast, the Tony and Josh Show. Uh, it is uh, we we record that one live Thursday nights, 10 p.m. Uh, and I, you know, I could go through the UStream channel <laughs> that you go to, but it's really long and arbitrary. The best thing to do is just go to TonyandJosh.com. And click on the link uh, that that's on the web page, and uh, you can you can get more of your Tony and Josh fix then. <laughs> so anyway, till next week, uh, this is Tony, and this is Josh. You guys have a a good uh, safe uh, rest of the weekend, and uh, stay away from unoccupied, unwatched RTI ramps.